You're listening to ADHD Diversified, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, MJ, a Canadian-born Asian with ADHD. Here on ADHD Diversified, we're not just sharing stories, we're diversifying the voices, the experiences, and the way we share those stories. We know ADHD is not defined by skin color, ethnic background, or where we are on the globe. But how we navigate with our ADHD, if it gets recognized at all, can be determined by our environments, upbringing, and culture, especially in underrepresented communities. It's not just about awareness, it's about opening the conversation and turning awareness into acceptance. Because no matter who we are or where we are from, we are all allowed to ADHD in the unique ways that we do. So if you have ADHD and you're wondering where you fit in, you're in the right place. Find out more on our website at ADHDdiversified.ca. Anyway, transitions are hard, so enough with the intro and let's jump in. So I was going through an old collection of essays from like maybe two or three years ago. Uh, Was it two or three years ago? I don't know. Time has no meaning to me right now. Anyway, I came across an essay I wrote called Sleep is Not for the Weak. And what I meant by that was that sleep actually makes you stronger because, you know, sleep is good for you. Like I, I knew the idea in theory or like intellectually or whatever, because yeah, we all need sleep. It helps our brains reset and then we can feel better the next day, usually. And so, you know, at the time it sounded like a fantastic idea, but when I wrote it, I actually recall being up a little bit too late while actually putting that essay together. Whoops. Like, yes, again, I knew intellectually that sleep was important. And I think a big chunk of us know logically what is good for us. But until something starts having a negative impact on us, like, say, lack of sleep, we don't fully grasp or understand the importance of those ideas until then. Uh, Speaking for myself. As the months and years go by, I'm finding that I just can't stay up the way I used to. Like, I don't have the energy that I used to, which kind of makes me sad because, in my head, I'm still as ambitious as I was when I was 19. But the reality is, is that the energy levels just aren't the same. Like, my energy is just not there anymore. Like, when I was 19, I was in college full-time and working full-time, and I was volunteering for some stuff when I used to go to church and whatever. But then I also played way too many video games. So I hardly ever slept. Not some great choices there. And my, my days, like, they were packed. I'd wake up at 6, get ready for school, take the 45-minute bus ride to school, study for 5 hours, and then walk over to the store that I worked at and stayed on my feet all day. And then after work, at like, I don't know, between like 9 and 10 p.m., I'd take the 45-minute bus ride home. Or I'd grab a ride from my friends or my dad, because I still lived at home at the time. And then I would study some more, and then play more video games, and then realize that it was either way too late or way too early, depending on what the clock read. And then rinse and repeat. Okay, first of all, it's no wonder I dropped out of college the first time, but also I just hated college at that time because I wasn't doing it for me. And then I had a health scare to which the doctor told me that if I don't quit one thing, it's gonna be a bad time. Hindsight's 2020, I dropped out of school and kept on working. 
Ugh, if I only knew about my ADHD then, right? Well, I can't change the past, and I don't regret my decision. It is what it is. And back then, the ambition that I had was, well, it turns out for all the wrong reasons. Because a lot of that ambition certainly wasn't on my behalf. Well, I mean, continuing to work was. School wasn't. Yeah, you can guess I, I picked work over continuing with school, so that's that. Anyway, all this to say, I can't believe how horribly I used to treat my body. From coffee to Red Bull and cigarettes and food court food and footwear that was not adequate for being on my feet 8 to 12 hours a day. Yeah, it was, this was bad. And, you know, I think back, I have no idea how I survived. Like, how was I even remotely functional? Well, well, okay, maybe it was the copious amounts of coffee and Red Bull I would consume every day, hourly, whatever. Because apparently self-medicating for my undiagnosed ADHD was a thing. And lack of sleep meant I was running on autopilot. Seriously, I mean, wake up at 6am on weekdays, get to school for 8 o'clock, study for 5 hours, work till 10, almost. And when it wasn't a school night... I'd pick up the weekend shifts, like start in the morning, open the store, and then stay at work until closing time. And, you know, I, I developed that pattern and I developed that expectation of myself to the point where I was the go-to person who would start getting in trouble when I'd start to ask for a day off. That's a whole other story, but yeah. Now, if I were still running with that kind of intensity today, I would probably be a complete train wreck right now. Well, sometimes I'm still a train wreck, but that's not the point. But I would just be a total yard sale and I'd be running on fumes. Because I think back and really that's what I was doing. I was running on fumes. And I suspect that, you know, I was running on the fuel of that undiagnosed ADHD energy. You know, always on the dopamine hunt, always keeping busy, always on the go. And lately I've tried to rock on with that intensity because I was like, eh, I've, I've done that before. I can still do that, right? Wrong. Eh, no, totally wrong. It was just, I was burnt. And the work I was doing at the time, the hours I was putting in, I mean, sure, I was, you know, I was rationalizing that I was working for me because I was saving up money, blah, 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 blah. But really, deep down, it wasn't really all for me. And I, I thought it was. Because I wanted to show the folks in my community who knew that I had dropped out of school that at the very least, I was hardworking and I was going to make it. And I, I did, kinda. Until I burned out and I began resenting the job that I had. I began resenting myself for being a dropout. And I had absolutely no idea what was important to me. Like, I lost it. I was so busy burning out to gain the acceptance of other people that I lost even the intellectual parts of what I valued for me. Like, I knew what was important to me, but did I ever give my brain and body a chance to rest enough to face those ideals? Nope. I sure did not. Oh, and as it turns out anyway, the folks that I, you know, who had the most to say about my education or their lack of... They didn't actually give a damn about me, so why did I waste all that energy? Whoops. Sorry, past me. All this to say, this lack of sleep, 
the cost of it, the real cost besides being tired all the time and possibly shaving off a few years because I can't make up for those lost slept hours, well, the cost was myself. I think, at least if I would have known about my ADHD sooner, I really think the only benefit then would have been knowing how to better take care of myself. Whether I would have or not, I don't really know. But at least I would have probably discovered sooner that I struggled more because I had ADHD and that all of the overworking and the distractibility and willingness to be distracted and the fact that transitions are an absolute nightmare when your executive functions have been completely drained and they make it even harder to actually go to bed, well, I probably would have gotten more sleep. I probably would have made better decisions around those evening routines to help me actually get to sleep or at least go to bed. And I'd probably care for myself a little more now had I started sooner. I sleep like a rock. I always have, but it's always been that getting to bed part that's the challenge. A huge challenge. So while I don't have any tips or tricks, I just wanted to share this with you. And my hope is that, you know, I really hope you all take care of yourselves and your body and get the rest that you need because your brain will thank you for it. And if you're listening to this episode a touch too late and your body is asking you to rest, good night. I'll see you next time. Hey friends, it's MJ again. We've come to the end of today's show, but if you're still here, thanks for hanging out. Head over to our website to find show notes and additional resources for today's episode. You can find all of that at adhddiversified.ca. There, you'll also find the other podcasts on the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network, ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers, ADHD Essentials with Brendan Mahan, and Hacking Your ADHD with Will Curb. And the newest addition to the ADHD Rewired podcast family, check out the ADHD-friendly lifestyle with Moira Mabin, now available on your favorite podcast player. You can find all of us at ADHDdiversified.ca. Join me and the rest of the ADHD Rewired podcast family for a live Q&A every second Tuesday of the month. Go to ADHDrewired.com slash events to register. You can subscribe to ADHD Diversified on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy listening to your favorite shows. If you want to support diversity and neurodiversity, share this podcast with your friends, family, and whoever you think needs to hear our message. Who knows? Maybe someone's self-advocacy just might start here. And if you like what you hear, we'd really appreciate it if you gave us an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app where you can leave ratings and reviews. Remember, ADHD is not defined by skin color, ethnic background, or where we are on the globe. We all have a story. We all have a voice. And no matter who we are or where we are, we can come together to share our unique experiences. Let's keep the conversation going. Thanks again for being on this journey with me, and we'll talk to you in the next one.